Hey guys, welcome to Discover Podcast. Super excited to just jump back into uh, Jesus Talks. It's Friday, so we're going to do just something the Lord has been speaking to my life personally. I want to actually jump into scriptures this time. Uh, I want to read something that I was reading in my uh, my prayer time, and it actually stuck out to me. The reality of forgiveness and the fruit of forgiveness. So I wanted to talk about this today uh, simply because um, the way the Lord spoke to me uh, about this topic, it was actually really interesting. The verses that I used, the passages that I used, um, I'm actually going to jump into the book of Mark. Interesting enough, we're actually in the story where um, he curses the fig tree. And we'll, we'll, we'll see how this actually ties into forgiveness and all that stuff. So let's actually... Let's actually start reading the scripture. Um, I probably won't read the whole thing. I'll probably like, you know, uh, summarize a little bit and then just move on from there. Uh, But anyway, Mark 11 uh, verse 12 says, The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree and in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in season for fruit. May no one ever eat your fruit again. And that's what he said. And the disciples heard him say it. So I'm going to jump into what's um, uh, verse 20. It says, The next morning as they passed by the fig tree, he had cursed the disciples. Notice it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But this is the this is the key verse right here. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins. Now, the craziest question that came to my mind when I was reading this passage um, in the beginning is when, first of all, Jesus actually curses a fig tree before it was in season to bear fruit. In other words, like, why why is he doing this in the first place? Like, it it has every right to not bear fruit. It actually has, um, it's not in season yet. So why are you cursing something? Why are you mad at something? Why are you, uh, why was he mad? Or why did he curse it? Because it wasn't time for fruit when you wanted fruit. You know, you're expecting something that shouldn't have been happening. Um, And that's something very interesting. Now, we actually want to jump into um, what he says in John when he says, You abide in me. I abide in you, if we just remain within each other, you will bear much fruit. You know, I am the vine, you are the branches. And without me, without being connected to me, you will not bear much fruit. Now, this is interesting because when I actually read this, this came to my mind. Um, The interesting part of fruit, the Lord expects fruit from us as his people, as his children. But the thing is that it's interesting how this tree was not in season. I feel like sometimes we try to bear fruit out of season. Now, it's not that it's out of season. It's that we think that we need to prepare a season or, oh, I can't forgive this person because I need to heal. I need to do this because I need to do this or whatever. Like we're taking our time for the process, quote unquote, to bear fruit, to forgive someone, to do this or to to, to do that. But Jesus was expecting fruit before it was in season. Before it was meant to bear fruit. Before it was grown up all the way to actually bear fruit. Jesus actually wants us to bear fruit before our season. Before our time. Before we're quote unquote completely healed. And the reason why I say this is because without him we won't bear fruit. 
Because it's with connection with God himself, with Jesus himself, when we abide with him, we will bear fruit. In other words, he's saying someone who does not bear fruit and it's supposedly out of season, there should not be any time in our lives that we do not bear fruit. So there is no such thing as it's out of season in our lives. There's no such thing as that we have to wait until we're healed to forgive this person. No, it's, it doesn't exist. The Bible says if we're abiding in Jesus, we will bear much fruit. In other words, it's saying I curse this tree because it's disconnected. I curse this tree because it's not bearing fruit. Obviously, in the physical aspect, it made no sense. But in the spiritual sense, you know, it makes sense that we should not ever have any season or time where we're not bearing fruit. Now, Jesus is hungry for fruit. He's desiring to see us bear fruit for him, with him. Because it's actually relationship that does this. He's hungry for this. He's desiring a relationship with us so, we, so he can bear fruit within our lives. Right? So this is crazy because now... He is saying, I, I curse this tree. In other words, I don't want anything to do with this tree. I curse it and then you will not, no longer bear fruit. In other words, like it's saying, I separate myself from this tree. I separate from this so you no longer bear fruit. So now this is what happened, right? Now language is going spiritually in the spiritual sense. But I want to go ahead what it says in the next in the next passage when he actually comes back and Peter actually sees this fruit, uh, sorry, the fig tree uh, completely withered up. Now it says, um, look, you know, the fig tree that you cursed was withered and died. Now Jesus replies with this, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to these, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you have that, that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Now, the reason why he says this, now it's interesting because it's kind of random, you know, that he says, you know, I cursed this tree, and it actually happened, and he's saying, you can pray whatever you want, you can do whatever you want, uh, sorry, you can ask for something, you can ask for whatever you want, and it will happen if you have faith in God. Now, we've been talking about the faith for such a long time, especially in um, uh, the Monday uploads, you know, discovering Jesus in the verses in the book of Romans. What the faith really is, is the reality of his existence in our life. What we truly believe is that he really is with us. We are righteous through the Son, through what He has done, through the blood, through what, what what was accomplished right there on the cross. That is our faith. Now it's saying, have faith in God and whatever happens will happen because of our faith in God, our reality of God. Uh, and it's saying, you know, anything will happen. You know, say this mountain uh, will fall into the ocean and it will happen if you truly believe. If there's no doubt in your heart, it will happen simply because you say the word and there is no doubt in your heart. But now it's interesting that it says this. When you pray first, but but when you are praying first, it says first, forgive your, forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against. Forgive them first before anything else, before you start praying for this one thing that you want to happen. It can be absolutely anything. Let's just put it in that sense. Um, why? Because honestly, I believe it is a reality that you can say to something to happen. Our words have that kind of power through him. But why is it sometimes that we don't see things happen? Now, I believe this is a real power that us as believers have. But here's the thing. It says to forgive first anyone who you're holding a grudge against. Now, why is he saying this? Because 
in the beginning, it started to say the fruit. Forgiveness is a fruit of the Spirit. Forgiveness is something that we actually automatically have when we actually believe in what Jesus has done for us. Now, obviously, the faith has to do with me believing what Jesus has done for me. So listen, this is what happens. When I am forgiven... I have the ability to forgive. So the fact that we're not forgiving says that I'm not bearing fruit. It's the ability of not giving fruit because I'm not having, what it said in the beginning, have faith in God. Believe what he has done. Believe that he exists. Believe that he is real. Believe that you're righteous before him. Believe that he forgave you for your sins. And now you're able to have this access between you and the Father. You have the ability to see God move in your life with your prayers simply because you accepted the forgiveness. Now, the reality of forgiveness says I'm able to forgive as well. So the fact that if I am actually trying to pray for something to happen simply because we believe God's with us and we bail out the reality of the blood of the lamb that actually washed our sins and forgave our sins, why are we still holding grudges against anybody else? Sometimes something doesn't happen simply because we fail to forgive someone. This is what the scripture is saying right here. Before you pray for something intensely, something that's supernatural, forgive. Because this is what Jesus did for you. Why aren't you forgiving? Why are you bearing why, why aren't you bearing fruit when it's not out of season? When you still think you have to heal or go through this process to heal whoever or to, to forgive whoever hurt you in the past. This is what the scripture is talking about. The fruit of forgiveness really is him. <laughs> him in our lives. But if we try to just pray for stuff and, you know, we believe and we have this. I mean, he, he gives a list, you know, don't doubt first. Do not believe, don't, don't, don't have doubt in your heart and you'll see this happen. That's like, we all have this type of faith. We all have this reality in our lives. And when we pray, we believe that God is going to do something. But he said, before you actually pray, forgive Make sure you're bearing the fruit of forgiveness that was given to you to have the reality of God in your life. In other words, I don't have a reality of God if I am not forgiven of my sins. If I am no longer righteous, he has called me righteous because he forgave me. He, he sent his one and only son so I can be forgiven. In other words, what I've done in the past, doesn't, he's, he has forgiven me for my sins. So it means, it means it must be a must. It needs to be a must for us to forgive also everyone else. The forgiveness of Jesus is so powerful that it allows us to heal from past wounds, to actually forgive others, to actually give the other people the forgiveness that we have received from Jesus Christ. This is what's called fruit. Because what he's done, I'm able to do as well. So this is amazing. Now he's saying... Have faith in God. Number one, I tell you the truth. You can you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it, it, it will happen. And have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against. So that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. In other words, your Father will also see you righteously. And you may also see yourself righteously because of what Jesus has done for you. Remember, we're talking about righteousness in Romans. Righteousness has everything to do with has everything to do with me being in front of God, being, you know, having the ability to be in that throne room with God. This place that I do not deserve, this um this privilege that I, I it's only by his grace and his mercy. He forgave me. I don't deserve to be there. 
You know, the privilege to be in front of him, that does not come from myself. It doesn't come from just me saying, I'm a child of God. No, he had to do something. He had to die on the cross for us. He had to forgive for our sins. And he took them upon himself and said, I'm taking all this for you. Now he's saying, do the same to others. Just as I have laid my down, just as I have laid my life down for you, do it for others. The way I love, you love. Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Love them as you were loved. As you were forgiven, forgive. And this will give a new access to his reality. The supernatural power of God has to deal with us being in the supernatural. But this is one of the biggest supernatural miracles that we ever experienced is the forgiveness. It's our resurrection. His resurrection and because of his resurrection, we resurrect. But because of what he has done on that cross for us. And now we must forgive everyone else. Now, this is me personally. I mean, I know I have to forgive people within my life. And before I actually did this podcast, I, I did that prayer. I said, Lord, f- help me forgive those who have done me wrong. I, I, I want to forgive those. One, because first of all, I want to see you move in my life. And I want to see you move in miraculous ways. If I pray for something, I want to see it happen. I mean, how many times do we pray for something? And we believe that God is great. And we, we, we believe that God is so good and he's able. But we don't see anything happen. Maybe this is one of the reasons why. But the best thing that we can see here, and not focus on the past, obviously, no. Focus on what he has done. The forgiveness that he's given us all so we can forgive others. This is just Jesus saying, this is a key for prayer. This is a key for asking for miracles. This is a key for wanting something supernatural to happen in your life. So, if let's just ask ourselves, like, really, like, are, are we really forgiving everyone? And it's okay that we don't. It's okay that we can't. It's okay that we have these feelings still for, you know, we have grudges. Now, it's not okay to hold on to them. It's okay that we aren't able because he's the one who's able to do this. The reality of his forgiveness gives us the ability to forgive others. So I want to pray for those who desire to, one, who who really want to see God move in their lives. And if there is some type of forgiveness that needs to be done within their hearts, that they're able to. So, Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. For, Lord, your forgiveness has touched us all. It has moved us in amazing ways. It has brought us to this point that we've given you our lives. But we desire to see you move in greater measures in our lives. So, Father, I thank you for your forgiveness. Now, give me the ability through your forgiveness, the reality of your gospel, the reality of your son dying for me. Let that be true in my life so I can do the same for others. Help me forgive others. We forgive anyone. And Holy Spirit, if anyone is really struggling to forgive, Lord, I just pray pray that you just touch their hearts right now. You fill them with your Holy Spirit in this moment so they can truly, truly receive not just the ability to forgive, but your forgiveness in this moment so they can forgive. That you heal their hearts, that you heal their souls, that you hear, that you heal their minds in this in this in this aspect, Lord, so they can truly give forgiveness and they can truly see you move. Let them bear fruit before they have to heal, before they have to wait. It's not a matter of time or waiting to be healed. No, Lord, it's you. 
So God, I thank you that you're doing this right now for everyone who's listening, that you're giving them the ability to forgive. Jesus, I thank you and we love you for everything, for, for, for your forgiveness and your grace and your love. We bless you and we love you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I, I really felt that word for today, and I just hope it really touched you, or blessed you, it helped you move forward in seeing God's ability to move with you. I mean, that's our biggest desire, you know, as believers, that we see um, this faith arise in the church so we can see him move. We want to see revival in this city. We want to see revivals in wherever, wherever you guys are, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm seeing here that the Lord spoke to me personally about this, and, I, and I'm sure this is for many, um, that we need to forgive. And um, it's because it's him. It's, it's, it's who he is. You know, we can't say we can't forgive without really being believers. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you guys in the next episode on the next uh, Monday upload. And I hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts. Let me know if you guys are. So, yeah, guys, thank you so much. Appreciate you. I'll see you in the next one. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>